Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. Good morning. Good morning. Everyone, I am Deb Creer, and I'm the socialite. I'm passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their business. I'm going to expand today on what we're talking about because we're going to talk about all, or hopefully all, of internet marketing. Because my Nikki Lopez, Nikki, welcome. Thanks, Deb. I'm happy to be here. Great. Now here's the thing. Nikki's actually back in Denver and I'm in Atlanta. So, you know, gotta love technology. Let me tell folks a little bit about you, Nikki, before we get started. Nikki is a she founded Focus Marketing and PR in 2009 with the the vision of following her passion to help the small business thrive even in difficult economic times. Nikki began her career in broadcast journalism as a producer and sports reporter News Radio 850 KOA in the Denver metro area. Following her career in journalism, Nikki found her true passion, marketing, after accepting a position as the marketing director for a small, family-owned contracting company. Nikki was then hired as a franchise marketing consultant for a large national franchise organization and found that she had a true talent and love for consulting with franchise owners on how to make their local market work for them. In 2009, Nikki decided to follow her dream of owning a marketing and public relations firm by combining her expertise and passion to help business owners achieve their dreams and goals through smart and effective marketing and PR strategies. Using her extensive media contacts, along with her native-born knowledge of Colorado and the Denver market, Nikki has built focus to fit her original vision. Nikki currently resides just north of Denver with her husband, Corey, her three-year-old son, Brooks, and her very adorable 10-month-old daughter, Teddy, her two dogs, Miranda and Hazel. In her free time, she is an avid reader and enjoys spending time with her family. Whew! Wow! Welcome, Nikki! Thank you. I appreciate it. Great, great. Well, you know, let's just jump right into this because we've got a lot to cover. Um, And as I mentioned at the start of the program, we're not going to talk just about social media this time, we're really going to talk about different topics in how businesses really should utilize the internet to market their business. You know, so we have these business owners who have a website and they think that's enough. When you talk with a client who's like that, what is the, or potential client, what are the first things that you tell them? Well, typically when they first meet with a client, what they tell me is that they have this great website, mm-hmm. but that no one is finding them. Right. Nobody um, knows we're there. Exactly. So that's probably the most common thing that I hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially what I do from there is help them sort of build a plan that will fit um, their needs in budget-wise and time-wise but allow their website to become findable by their target market. Mm-hmm. Um, so this typically involves a, comp- a compilation of social media, email marketing, Google AdWords, and Google Places for Business. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other component that a lot of business owners, I think, miss is staying in touch with their current clients. Um, ah. You know, at, Asking for referrals, mm-hmm. um, you know, promoting repeat business, those sort of things. Right. So that's sort of where the email marketing comes in, mm-hmm. as well as the social media venture you talk about. Right. <laughs> so, um, but the AdWords is more designed to attract new clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, basically the way that I explain AdWords to people is it's the modern version of the phone book. Um, ah. People don't use the phone book anymore. What they mm-hmm. do is they Google it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if you're findable through Google, mm-hmm. um, you're going to see a lot more traffic to your website and therefore a lot more um, conversions to clients. Okay. Now, explain more about Google AdWords, you know, because everybody hears the word ad and they think, oh, it's mm-hmm. going to cost me money. 
Are there ways to use the Google tools to really find out what terms and phrases you should be using to help you be found? Yes. Yeah. Actually, Google does a really excellent job. Um, initially, they will scan your website for you. Okay. Um, and then once they, once they categorize your business, they will make suggestions of keywords based on what people in your area are actually searching for. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the great things about AdWords are you can target by zip code. Um, so ah. you can really, if you're, if you're a service business especially, that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is that it's constantly, Google is constantly giving you new keyword ideas. So mm-hmm. as the market changes, you can change as well. Okay. Um, oh, you know, compared to other forms of advertising, AdWords is actually quite affordable. Mm-hmm. The other nice thing is that you can set a monthly budget so you know exactly how much you're going to spend and you're never going to go over that amount. Okay. So if you're, if you're just starting with AdWords and you, you know you have, you know, even as little as $5 a day can make an impact when okay. you're using AdWords. Great. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think that's one of the things that people probably are very hesitant about is they think it's going to cost a lot of money. And, you know, so what, you know, say somebody has a budget of, $20 a day. I mean, you know, that's that's $100 mm-hmm. a week, which for for a small business, that's, you know, that's quite a bit. But, you know, I always look at it if you get one client, have you paid for it, you know, all that good stuff. But, exactly. you know, what could somebody get for say $20 a day or even just $5 a day? You know, $20 a day would actually be a really a very good budget. Um, okay. That's usually where I see a lot of my clients max out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for example, I have an HVAC contractor um, mm-hmm. in the area, and his budget's about twenty-five dollars a day. Now, his okay. his clicks are are fairly expensive, and so mm-hmm. he has to pay more per click than an average than most of my clients. Now, is that because see. there's more competition in the area? Yes, exactly. So, if you're in a highly competitive field, um, you are probably going to pay more per click. Okay. And that's something that Google will analyze for you when you set up your account, um, mm-hmm. let you know basically how much you're going to be paying per click. But, um, you know, in the example of my HVAC contractor, we started him at $15 a day, um, and he doubled in two years um, mm-hmm. his revenue. So, basically, he was getting... 20 new clients a month with, wow. that, mm-hmm. um, with that budget. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was very high. Um, part of the reason that he was doing so well is because we were driving people to a good website with good reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were calling. But it was, you know, that just shows you that if you're findable, people can find you. You have mm-hmm. a good site. They're going to call you and become right. clients. Well, yes. and I think mm-hmm. that's probably key to all of this is you have to start with that good base. You know, you have to have yes. the good website. Um, you know, I, I still have small business owners who tell me, oh, you know, I'm not going to have a website. I'm just going to have a Facebook page. And I just cringe mm-hmm. every time because, for one thing, you're missing out on, on all of the opportunities that you do have with Google. Um, because if you're just on Facebook, you're on Facebook. That's not searchable by, um, you know, Google doesn't, doesn't play nice with them. So, you know, you're not establishing your presence. Um, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. for Bing users, it's the same thing. You know, if you use a different search engine, you know, they're, they all don't play nice with each other. So you need to have that presence that is your own, that you own. You know, people tend to forget that Facebook belongs to somebody else. And, you know, maybe you have a terrific following on Facebook, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, it's Facebook's site, and they make changes, as we've seen. They could decide that businesses are going to have to pay, um, you know, all sorts of things. So having that website that is a good base for your, your business is absolutely essential before you really start anything. Yes, I completely agree. And, you know, you want to have that, as you said, that control. And you also want to be able to um, change your website to fit what your business change right. goes mm-hmm. through, you know, right. because, 
as we all know, your business, when you're a small business owner, your business evolves, it changes. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing the exact same thing I was doing five years ago. You know, right. so you, you do, you want to have that control and that ability to, to stay flexible and change with the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, as I've said, that really is that base, and it has to be good. And you know, and and there are definitely tips on it. You know, have your phone number very easy for people to find. I always like it when I go yeah. to somebody's website and I can't figure out how to contact them. Um, you know, and right. and you know, and and more and more, it has to be mobile friendly. Also, whether that's a cell phone, you know, your smartphone, or you know, an iPad or a tablet or something like that. You know, we see these very fancy, slick websites, and then you go to look at it on your smartphone, and eh, not so much. Right. Yes, that is true, too. I mean, uh, you know, now that you will see, if you look at your Google Analytics, which is another tool that I recommend using, Mm -hmm. um, you'll see how many people actually access your site from smartphones, tablets, and computers. Right. And, you know, over the past year and a half or so, the number of computers... Has gone down significantly for mm-hmm. almost all right. of my clients. Most mm-hmm. people are accessing sites via mm-hmm. tablet or their smartphones. You know, and and I think it's one of those things where it, it really depends a lot on who your audience is. You know, and, and what you're selling. You know, to me, a restaurant it's absolutely critical to have a good mobile site. Um, I think we might have lost my guest. Um, so I'll just keep talking, and, and hopefully she'll call back in. Up oh, there, she's back. Um, Sorry, yeah. She's back. She's back. And um, so I, w- I was mentioning the fact that I think for some industries, having that mobile website is absolutely critical, especially, um, say, a restaurant or something where if somebody's out driving, they need to be able to to get to your website, um, you know, and and again with phone number, with directions, with the calls to action, you know, for the HVAC, somebody might be home, you know, and, and able to use their desktop system as an example, or they might be, you know, out and about, and their spouse has called and said, oh, we have no heat, um, you know, so it really does need to be something where people can get that information and get it pretty easily. Yes, correct, and. You know, I had a client who had a salon. That was the perfect example. You oh, yes. Know, he, mm-hmm. needed, he needed people to be able to access his site when they were out and mm-hmm. find him through through Google, through mm-hmm. Google Places, all of those right. things. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, back to, say, your HVAC your client. Mm-hmm. Um what what is the process when you're just setting up Google AdWords? You know, walk them through, walk us through. You know, they've decided they want to do this. They've got their twenty dollar budget. Now, what do they do? Well, the first step um, that I take with them is to set up their Places page. Mm-hmm. Um, now, G- Google Places for Business uh, was sort of started before um, you know Google Plus came around, right? And they kind of merged ish. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. It's sort of in the process, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I still do recommend setting up the places page because what it does is it puts you on the map, on the okay. Google map. Um, and so people who are looking for you in your area can find you much more easily mm-hmm. if you're registered with Google Places. Right. So once... Oh, sorry, and now, is that a free process? Does it cost anything to set up your Google Place page? No, it is free. Yeah. Cool, um, cool. Yeah, what you'll do is you'll enter in your information and they'll send you a PIN um, Mm -hmm. about a week after the fact just to verify that you're a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. Um, The next, you know, and you want to make your places page as detailed as possible with hours of operation, location. Mm -hmm. They give you a chance to do a synopsis about your business and what you do. Um, And also, you know, enter in your website, which is one of the, biggest keys actually because mm-hmm. then Google has a place to actually recognize your website. Ah, okay. Um yeah, which is really key because that's gonna help your your natural rankings as well. Mm-hmm. Um so from there normally what I do is I recommend setting up both AdWords and AdWords Express. Mm-hmm. Um AdWords Express is basically a paid listing on the Google map. So mm-hmm. Again, what you're doing is you're giving yourself the opportunity to get more clients in your mm-hmm. area. And you can set that at a radius. Um, the smallest radius is 15 miles. The largest okay. radius is, I believe, 40 miles. So mm-hmm. depending on what you do, you know, and 
the smaller your target, um, the less dollars you have to spend. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and then it also gives you a chance to target. On the AdWords Express, it gives you a chance to target by category. Mm. So that's kind of nice because um, if people don't have a specific keyword that they're looking for, mm-hmm. that they know a general category, then they're more likely to find you, especially uh-huh. if you're in the same area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually Google's pretty good about recognizing what categories you belong to based on your website. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to tweak it a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but the AdWords Express is paid, um, okay. and so you will want to put part of your budget toward that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the AdWords is based on people searching for you by more specific keywords. Mm. Um, so that's the next part that is set up, and that is based more on, you know, what people are searching for to find um, businesses kind of a little more specifically. Okay. So, for example, if they if they're searching for something like furnace replacement, mm-hmm. um, then that would be a keyword that we would put in there. Okay. Or he, heating contractor, mm-hmm. or you know, you can put specific um, brand names in there. Okay. So you know, if, if they're looking for a specific type of furnace mm-hmm. and you carry that furnace, you can put it in there. Mm-hmm. So basically, what you're doing is you're covering all your bases by setting up the full gamut. Um, mm-hmm. You've got yourself organically on the map with your Places for Business page. You have yourself on the map as a paid advertiser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have yourself sort of in that phone book category. So mm-hmm. if people are looking for you in a more generalized way, then they'll be able to find you. Right. Um, typically what I do is I do a little more budget toward the places just because you're targeting people in your, or the AdWords Express, excuse me, Mm -hmm. you're targeting people in your area. Okay. Um, So especially if you're a service business or a brick and mortar business, Mm -hmm. you're more likely to get people who are going to frequent you um, in your area. Well, and one of the things that people always need to keep in mind is, you know, we all know how we think people look for us, but mm-hmm. people use totally different terms. Um, you know, and and like a hair salon, you know, they they might think be thinking of a specific cut or you know various things like that, or they might you know uh, look for prom or you know all these various things. And so it's really important to keep that in mind. Um, you know, because we do we think okay, well if somebody's looking for me. They're going to say that I am this, this, and this because that's what I say in my little thirty-second spiel. But right. you know, then when they really start thinking about it, that's where those different words come in. So, is there a way to kind of look at maybe what your competitors are doing, or you know, ways to figure out what those other terms would be? Yes. Yeah. There's actually a tool in Google AdWords called the Keyword Planner. Ah. Um, and what you do is you can go in there and you can see what other people are, first what people are searching and then mm-hmm. what other businesses are using. So, um, you know, for example, if I go in and I see the heating contractor as the most searched term, mm-hmm. um, then it will tell me what I need to to stay competitive. Mm-hmm. So basically what what where that word needs to be in order to show up, which can sometimes be helpful because sometimes you're not willing to spend that budget, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't want to pay $10 for a click, Mm -hmm. but at least you know that you can see the other listings of, okay, well, this word's fairly competitive, but it's also highly searched. Right. So, you know, you, that way you maybe have a better chance of getting some other um, clients who maybe aren't looking for heating contractor, but maybe they're searching for furnace repair, mm-hmm. you know, which is only $8 a click, but it's searched almost as often as heating contractor. Ah, okay. So, yeah, so that's an excellent way to kind of maximize your budget, but still, you know, get in front of the right people, mm-hmm. people right. who are looking for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now, so that's, speaking that's of actually your- in the AdWords. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Okay. Now, yeah, speaking yeah. of your budget, you, you set it per day. So five, 10, you know, whatever it is that you're picking. And then when Correct. you hit that number, it just, your, your ad stops appearing, right? It's not that it just keeps going and all of a sudden, who you've got this big bill. 
Right. No, it, it your ad will just drop off for the day. So, you know, if you use up your budget by noon, then people are not going to be searching you, mm-hmm. you know, they won't find you later in the day. Mm-hmm. But you, it's really nice because you know exactly what you're going to spend per month. And okay. So if, if you're just taking the plunge into sort of paid advertising from from a more, you know, social media approach where you've been mm-hmm. utilizing the the free tools, it's, it's a little more comfortable for people, okay. um, I think. And also, that way you know, okay, this was my return on investment this month. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent, you know, whatever, $100 a week, mm-hmm. but, but I got two new clients, which, you know. That was $300 or, or whatever. Exactly. So right. it's kind of, an, it's a really nice tool because... Um, it's a little more exact than some other forms of advertising. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are going to say, I found you on Google, which can be a little general sometimes. Mm-hmm. But if, if you've just started a campaign and you know, um, then you can track it pretty well and you can see your return on investment. And, you know, typically speaking, of course, it's never going to be the same in every every situation, but typically speaking, this is one of the highest return on investment forms of okay. marketing that I have ever worked with so so now can you be even more specific you know can you say okay i only want my ad to appear in the evenings or you know only on the weekends or or some things like that yes absolutely you can be really specific Um, okay you know a lot of times what i do is when i'm first setting up the account i'll do you know from 7 a.m to 8 Mm p.m you know uh, depending on the business, of course, but that way you're sort of avoiding that overnight. Um, and then sometimes, you know, you want more budget on the weekends, you know, for mm-hmm. if you do have a hair salon, you know, more people are probably going to be looking for you on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So you can um, you can set it so that you're actually spending, you know, let's say you spend $30 that day instead of 20 And mm-hmm. then you take a little bit off on Monday when you're closed or whatever, you know. Um, okay. That's that's really I, that's partly why I love Google <laughs> because mm-hmm. they they make it so easy for you to maximize your budget mm-hmm. um, and maximize the hours that you're being seen. Now, if somebody just starts an ad, is there um, a, a processing time? And and what I'm thinking about is you know say. You know, for example, it's it's going to get nasty and cold here again in Georgia, which is very different than nasty and cold in Colorado. I've discovered that. Um, but, you know, it, it could get cold enough that pipes freeze and things like that. So what if a plumber looks at the forecast and goes, oh, tomorrow I might really want to, to run some ads for emergency plumbing services? Is that something that can be done fairly quickly? It can be. There's um, there is a 24 hour approval process okay. usually with Google. So, you know, if if that plumber is looking to do something, he would probably want to set up that ad like right now. Um, okay. You know, but 24 hours is still very quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, we we you know with the HVAC contractor, when I look at the, I always check the um, forecast and right. if I know that a big storm is coming or or a heat wave, um, mm-hmm. I will reallocate budget for that for those okay. few days. Okay. So it's really it's really nice because I can you know really manage it again to maximize mm-hmm. the time. Right. Um, and, you know, for other businesses, like, you know, for example, the hair salon, mm-hmm. um, they they catered to kids mainly. That was their, their target. And so mm-hmm. we always would do more budget around back to school time and around okay. Christmas time. Right. You know, the times when moms are taking their kids mm-hmm. to get their hair cut more. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can plan that way if you know you have a busy season. If you're an accountant, I'm working with an accountant right now. Mm-hmm. He's spending a lot more budget right now, you know, obviously, because it's Mm -hmm. tax time. So um, if you know you have a busy season or you know that there's a time of year that you really like to target, that's Mm -hmm. really easy to do. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I saw an article, and this was a a couple weeks ago, on different ways to use Google Ads. Um, And this was somebody who was looking for a job. And what he did was he ran ads that had the name of companies and and specifically the CEOs of those companies that he wanted to work for. And that the concept behind that was those people would Google themselves, and they did. 
And then that ad came up. And I mean, it was, it actually got him a job. Um, and now he was yeah, a creative yeah. person. It was in marketing. And, and I mean, they just thought it was the coolest use of, of Google AdWords, but it does show that sometimes you might want to think out of the box. You know, is there a specific target market you really want to hit? Well, then really make sure that that is, is in your Google AdWords. Exactly. That's really clever. <laughs> I yeah, really I mean, I, just, I was amazed. It was something I, I saw that. on Mashable. And, um, you know, the, yeah. the guy, he, he had three people that responded. And I think he mm-hmm. spent $20 total because, yeah. you know, he only wanted those people to see that ad. So he had fine-tuned right. it so tight that, you know... It, it was just something that, that was really going to work. And so that, you know, maybe that is something to think about. If you're trying to reach, you know, a very specific demographic, then, you know, make your ad so it doesn't show up for anybody else, but it only shows up for those people. Because, you know, in, especially in certain industries and, and with certain professions and certain levels, they do have uh, things set where they Google themselves and, and all of those various things. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and one thing that we'll do at Focus is we will test different ads for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if if there's a certain, like, for example, I have another client who's a chiropractor, and he is really working heavily with um, concussion therapies right now. Ah, mm-hmm. um, and so we set up a separate ad um, just for the concussions, and mm-hmm. we're testing right now, you know, which title works best, which copy works best, all okay. those things. And Google gives you really great analytics on, you know, how often it's served up, how often mm-hmm. it's clicked on, what your click-through rate is, all those great things. So, you know, you can really fine-tune and see, um, mm-hmm. you know, with the HVAC contractor now, we only have two ads that we run because they get clicked on almost every time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you go through the process over, you know, he's been my client for almost four years now, mm-hmm. then... You, you start to know. Um, right. And Google starts to tell you. And then if things, you know, if your clicks start to go down, you can always change it, fix it, mm-hmm. you know, all those great things. And so that's the other reason that I like it. It's not like a print ad where, you know, it's done. It's You're kind of stuck. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can always make changes. You can always make adjustments. And, mm-hmm. you know, as we know, the Internet goes so fast mm-hmm. that it's nice to have that ability to change mm-hmm. things on the fly. Well, and... And you mentioned the fact that, you know, other ads are set. I have to admit, when I was watching some of the Super Bowl ads, there were probably half of them that I went, huh? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, they, they were going for the cute or the, the sensational. And I didn't even know who they were for because it yeah. was just, you know, they and, and that was a lot of money that, you know, those people mm-hmm. were spending. And even if, you know, it's just an ad that you've put in a program that, you know, is in, say, your church bulletin or something for a chamber of commerce, you know, you really want to make sure that that's the right thing. But the cool thing is with Google, like you said, you can change it up, um, you know, yeah. and, and, and do different things. Now, I just thought of this as we were talking. Are you allowed to put your competitor's name somewhere in there? No, Google will flag you for that. Um, <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, and actually, you don't want to put them in your keywords either um, because they will flag you for right. that as well. And if you, yeah, if you get flagged by Google, that's bad. <laughs> well, and I remember, you know, way back when, when we first really were starting to use the Internet a lot, we did put our competitors' uh, names in there. And because yeah. then the, the thought process was, <clears throat> excuse me, you would look for that word and, ooh, mine would, would come up instead or higher or whatever. And, yeah, Google figured out pretty fast that that, that was, was bad and, and they wouldn't let you do that. Um, yeah. But that does kind of bring up another thought of misspellings. You know, maybe you have yeah. a name that is a little differently spelled. And, and actually, I'll use you as an example because your name is Nikki, N-I-K-I. There's a lot of different ways to spell that. So, you, you know, people want to consider having that in there, um, you know, or maybe your company name. People are a little uncertain how to, to spell that. So it's okay to have that in there, right? Yes, absolutely. I actually recommend it. And sometimes Google will even suggest misspellings. Um, uh-huh. And then another thing that's really underutilized that Google offers, but which is really great, is negative keywords. So, oh. um, like, for example, you know, the HVAC contractor I work for, he does not do plumbing. Mm-hmm. So, we, what you do is you do a little minus sign and you do minus oh, okay. plumbing. 
So that way, if people search for plumbing, they don't find you. Right. Um, oh, cool. And that that doesn't waste any clicks or any mm-hmm. budget for you. So if there's, you know, there's a lot of businesses where they say, you know, when I first meet with them, they say, well, I do this, but I don't do this. You know, okay. and people think I do it. So mm-hmm. that's a great, you know, that's a great use of that. That. Um, Google if you're somebody like me who's a consultant. So, there we go. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. MileHighRadio.com. Just what the doctor ordered. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and... And it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. This offer is void where prohibited. Resort selections and reservations are subject to availability. This ad is used for the purpose of soliciting the sale of timeshare interests. Do you want to make a powerful improvement today for better living? I have the answer. Take a vacation. Diamond Resorts International is offering exciting, spacious resort destinations to everyone who qualifies. Stay for four days and three nights at the resort location of your choice for just $159. Not per night, but for the entire stay. Come to Orlando or Las Vegas. It's just $159 for the entire stay. So what are you waiting for? Get away today for just $159. And these aren't standard hotel rooms. They're luxurious suites. So call 1-800-542-9072. If you call right now, we'll give you a $100 Visa gift card if you qualify. That's right, a $100 Visa gift card and a well-deserved four-day, three-night getaway for just $159, which means your vacation is really just $59. Call 1-800-542-9072. Call for the time of your life and better living. Call now, 1-800-542-9072. Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant And we are back. I am Deb Creer, and with me today is Nikki Lopez of Focus Marketing and PR. And before we go any further, Nikki, tell people how they find you online. Well, my website is www.focusmarketingandpr.com, um, and it's all spelled out, A-N-D-P-R.com. Cool. Um, and I'm also on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Perfect. All the usual places. Great, great. Well, we've been talking about Google AdWords and Google Places. And, you know, a lot of those tools work great for a business that has a physical location. But there are a lot of people out there who are like me, and I home office. So I'm not about to put my my location out there. You know, and and it's funny, when I originally set up my business, um, which is now 12 years ago, I had my my address on business cards. I had, you know, all of that out there. And in one week, I had three salesmen appear at my door and be offended because I wouldn't let them in. Um, You know, and, and, and I'm like, hello, gentlemen, this is a house. You know, I'm not going to let you into my house. But, you know, how do we use 
utilize these tools without putting our address out there, um, you know, because maybe we, we, for whatever reason, we just don't want to do that. So, you know, you can't have a Google Play. Is that where the Google Plus pages come in and all of those other tools? Yes. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, Google does have quite a few restrictions about the places page. You're not allowed to use a P.O. box. Right. Um, you do need to have a physical address. And so mm-hmm. if you're uncomfortable with that, yeah, I mean, I would definitely utilize the other social media tools. Um, and you don't need to have a places page. It's just sort of a nice additional feature. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are allowed to do AdWords Express with a P.O. box. Okay. Um, so if you wanted to just do AdWords Express without setting up the whole places page, you're, you can get that blue dot on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just that you'll be paying for it instead of using it as a free service. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Now, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about Google, but let's talk about other internet marketing tools. Um, you know, and, and things that people, I think one of the things that people have stopped using or maybe have changed their philosophy on things like that is actual email marketing. Talk to us about why businesses really still should be using email marketing. Well, there's a few reasons. You know, the the primary reason, I think, is just to keep in touch with your current clients. Um, mm-hmm. You want to let them know what's happening with you, what you're doing. Um, you know, I'm a believer in limiting email marketing. I, I don't recommend more than two touches per month. Okay. Um, one newsletter and then one you know, promotional email that's mm-hmm. a little bit more offer-driven, mm-hmm. um, you know. But mostly I think the main reason is to, for that top-of-mind awareness. You want mm-hmm. your clients to remember you. You want them to remember who you are and, mm-hmm. you know, think to themselves, oh, yeah, I was needing to have that furnace service. I better get that done, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, those sort of things. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of great services you can use for email marketing, Constant Contact, MailChimp has a free service, mm-hmm. um, you know, for people who don't want to pay much. And it's also a really good way to ask for referrals right. um, because, you know, who better to refer you than your your clients? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really emphasize the referral rewards program with my clients. It doesn't need to be anything real large, but mm-hmm. you know, um, my chiropractor, for example, he gives $25 Whole Foods cards to anyone ah. who refers him, you know, which is a really nice little bonus, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, it's not a huge budget item for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I like getting gift cards. Who doesn't? Right. Well, and I mean, a $5 Starbucks card would be something that a lot of people would think, hey, this is pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, reminding people that you do reward for referrals is a really Mm -hmm. good way to, you know, utilize email marketing and also just to drive them to your social media. You know, Mm -hmm. please like us on Facebook, follow me on Twitter. Um, Here's my LinkedIn, you know, those Mm -hmm. sort of things. I found that's one of the most effective ways to get your clients with you on Facebook, with you on Twitter, so that mm-hmm. then you can promote a little more often and utilize those free tools right. a little more as right. well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and, you know, we mentioned several times that it's a great way to keep in touch with your current clients. And, and it's funny, I've had people tell me, well, you know, depending on their business, maybe that person only deals with them once. You know, it's, it's just one of those kind of one-time purchase things. But they still yeah. should be a great referral for you, um, you know, especially if you made them happy. Now, if you, if you didn't, then that's a different problem and you need to fix that. But, you know, maybe it's, it, say, a realtor is, is a very good example of somebody who, who, you know, people don't tend to purchase homes terribly often. You know? and, <laughs> right. But if you're happy with your realtor, you probably want to help them, you know, with, with their business. And so that I think is, is one of those areas where people sometimes forget is, you know, those large ticket or one time type of items. Those still should be the people who you want to reach out to, to, to remind them again that you exist. I mean, you know, how many times have we thought, Oh, you know, I bought that from who was it? And, right. you know, and that's been when somebody has said, Hey, you know, who was your realtor or who did you get that car from or, you know, whatever. And you, can't remember. All it takes is is just reaching out to them once or twice a month and and you've reminded them. Yeah, exactly. And even if, you know, they don't take the time to read your email, they still saw your name. Mm -hmm. And so they're going to remember you. And, 
you know, maybe they will open it and take a minute to look at it and like you on Facebook or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then and then you've got that that touch with them more often throughout mm-hmm. the month, you know, as you post your Facebook. Right. And, or post your Facebook and your LinkedIn, yeah. Well, and so, you yeah. want to make it easy for from. You know, you, you've mentioned, you know, having people like you on Facebook and all of those things. You have to have those buttons in the email. You know, I've, I've seen ones where they've said, like us on Facebook, and that's all they yeah. said. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. okay, well, I'm not going to go try to find you because it might be under a different name, you know, and, and all of these various things. So, the, you know, that's the cool thing about those email services is they have templates. You know, if you're not all that savvy or that technical oriented, you can use the templates they're great. You know, that's why they have them there. Obviously, people use them. But then you can add in all those buttons and those links. You know, maybe you've got a fabulous video channel on YouTube. Make sure that right. that's where you're sending people to. Again, you know, don't assume that they're just going to know, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's a great tool. Um, and I love the fact that you mentioned just twice a month. You know, I, I have people who send me emails every day. Every day. Yes, every day. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like the boy who cried wolf. After, you know, a couple of days, I don't pay any attention. And, you know, I still get their e-newsletter for a variety of reasons. Um, But I don't read it anymore because when you're telling me something every single day, it loses kind of that panache or that interest or, or any of those things. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I even think three times a month is too much. <laughs> so right. I really think twice a month is going to keep you interesting to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to find what you're saying more valuable. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, you know, honestly, it saves you from sending out the junk emails, mm-hmm. too, where you're just trying to find something to say. Right, right. So, you know, and and yeah. it does depend on, on what you're doing. Um, I have a couple of clients mm-hmm. who are business associations, and we do send... Mm-hmm out once a week because they have different events once a week. And so we want to remind people that they're there, but we never send more than once a week. Um, you know, we don't want to, want to do something too much. And, and that is, that does give us a way to be able to, to remind them, Hey, you know, we've got this lunch on Tuesday or this networking event on Thursday, um, you know, and, and give them a chance to register. But yeah, you really need to watch that. And the, by watching it, I also mean, you know, look at your statistics that those email service providers give. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. Google Analytics. You know, they they have those information in there, whether it's Mailchimp or Constant Contact, as to how many people clicked, how many people opened. Um, you know, all of those things, and sometimes that depends on the time of day you're sending and and all of those. But really, look at what's happening with with what you're sending out. Yes, I absolutely agree, and you can also really see by you know the subject line as well mm-hmm. um, what people are interested in and when they're, you know, when they're actually opening it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you send out a newsletter one month talking about whatever, save, you know, $20 or whatever, Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. you know that that's a great, great offer that people are interested in, Mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, those, those really can provide you with a lot of great information. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, and, you know, you've said this several times, and I think we want to emphasize it again, is that, you have to be changing things up. You know, whether it's your website, which I, I hate it when I go to a website and it's clear that they haven't updated it in the last five years, um, you know, yeah. or your your Facebook uh, cover image or, you know, your, your Google AdWords, all of those various things, because things do change. Um, you know, so you really have to keep in touch with that. Yes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's one thing I think that we really help with is, it's hard as a business owner to have time. We understand mm-hmm. that. So, you know, having having us help you with it can help right. you keep it more current, keep, mm-hmm. you know, keep you more active with your marketing. And also, you know, as you know, with Google and with the Internet, if you are stagnant, it is going to hurt you mm-hmm. um, with your search engine optimization. And even on Facebook, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to have a really nice Facebook page that you obviously haven't posted to in right. <laughs> so, right. Yeah, so keeping current with that stuff and changing is really important, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and let's, since since this is a program about social media, let's get back into this a little bit and talk about social media. 
sure. your your HVAC client, you know, is that a, a a type of client that does well on social media, or you know, and and I always tell clients it might not work for you. You know, don't think I have to be on Facebook just because one point two billion people in the world are on Facebook. It might not work for you. Um, so, how do you yeah. work with clients and and their social media aspects? You know, I I don't consider myself to be a social media expert. Um, you know what i what I help people with is is getting them engaged with their clients. You know, using mm-hmm. their newsletter um, and also post, linking back to their website to their mm-hmm. blog because we also will provide blogging for people. Okay, cool. Um, and you know, that's another great use of of social media is, right. you know, promote, promoting your blog and promoting mm-hmm. your newsletter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for him, I would say we don't post more than once or twice a week because, okay. you know, there, he kind of falls into the category of people don't need him all the time. <laughs> you <laughs> right. know, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, once you get your furnace replaced, you're pretty good for a while. Um, mm-hmm. People do need an annual maintenance. And so mm-hmm. we have found it valuable to keep it current. And we actually did a pretty good, pretty big promotion last year with the Denver Post where we mm-hmm. gave away a furnace using his Facebook page. Ah. Um, and that was really cool. And we tied it in with the Denver Post and all that. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, for that, it was really good because we increased his likes to some people who were not current clients. Mm-hmm. And so we've been able to utilize it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, for, it's not going to be a valuable tool for everyone. Right. Um, but I do think it's a great way to promote your website mm-hmm. and, and your blog, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't cost anything. <laughs> well, and it's fabulous for for your blog and and your website. Um, but I always tell people if you've got great content in one place, then your content mm-hmm. should carry over into the other places. So you know, maybe you've done a blog post of the top five maintenance things you need to do on your furnace, or the top five hairstyles, or you know whatever it is. Well, that's one blog post. But hello, that's five posts on social media um, at a minimum. Um, you know, and, and so it's a great way to repurpose content. So for the people who are thinking, oh, <laughs> there's so much out there I have to be doing, a lot of it really is the same thing that you're just doing in multiple places. Yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you are taking the time to blog or you're having someone blog for you, it's really, it's such a great way to promote it because mm-hmm. otherwise it just becomes like the rest of your website. It's just right. sitting there and nobody's finding it. Right. So, yeah. Well, and there's, you know, definitely ways to use your old blog posts. Um, you know, obviously it depends mm-hmm. on what they are. On my blog posts, I tend to make them evergreen, which means they can be, you know, they're, they're good at any time. You know, even though I'm posting about social media, I'm not saying now here is the button that you click because, you know, as we all know with social media, in two seconds, that button could be somewhere else or gone, you know, and all those various things. So, you know, I'm talking about strategies and tactics and things. And even if it's a blog post that was, you know, two years old, the strategies and tactics are still the same. So I use a variety of tools, and some of them are just, you know, complete manual going in and doing it, where I have old blog posts going out into my social media feeds again, because, again, that drives people back to my website. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're absolutely, when you're talking about your website being your base, that's Mm -hmm. sort of the basis of everything that I do as well. You know, mm-hmm. you you always want to drive people back to your website. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's exactly what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. know, always putting that content out there so that they're getting back to your website mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Well, and you'll always be thinking about the other social media sites that you should use. You know, Pinterest mm-hmm. is one of the ones that is kind of one of those little-known secrets. But the last stat I heard is that it is the number four driver of traffic to websites in in the world. I mean, you know, Google would be number one, and then Facebook is number mm-hmm. two, and I don't remember what number three is, but then Pinterest. And especially if you have something visual. You know, I was talking yeah. to some people over the weekend um, at a seminar that I gave, and one was a hair salon person, and they also had skincare products and, and you know, all these various things. And, and so I was talking to them about setting up boards for each of those because we're visual. Mm-hmm. You know, if, yeah. if say, you're... 
you're thinking about, you know, and, and granted, this is much more a female thing, you know, your, your, your newest hairstyle, you know, right. that's where you're really going to, to be wanting to look at pictures. But um, it's mm-hmm. funny, I was talking to a gentleman who he is, is finding Pinterest to be one of the best drivers of traffic to his website because of what he does, um, because he's posting pictures and, um, you know, all of those various things. And, and he's appealing to women, but, you know, it's, it's a very masculine business. He, he sells cigars. Um, so wow. it was something that, that could be very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Well, and I think if you if you utilize it creatively, um, mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna help you for sure. If it's something that stands out to people on Pinterest, they're definitely going to seek you out. Right. Um, you know, I have a friend who's an artist, and Pinterest is her number one. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that's what she utilizes all the time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, it's because she's visual. She's visually based. You know, mm-hmm. so it's yeah, Pinterest is is great if you're right. targeting women and if you're, especially if you have something of visual interest. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I think it's also important on, you know, especially the social media sites, that you're not just posting your own content. Um, you know, nobody is the, the true expert in, in whatever it is. They all get information and, and, and uh inspiration from other sources. Um, I was looking at, it's again, someone's Pinterest board, and he is a business coach. And mm-hmm. it was just the coolest Pinterest account because one of the boards was places I like to visit. And it was just pictures of places he wanted to visit. Then there were pictures of, you know, books that he has read and quotes and, and things like that. And did that pertain to him as a business coach? No. But it showed people what he was like. And then if yeah. you're thinking about having a business coach, you're thinking, okay, he has the same philosophy and the same thought processes. Um, and to me, that's really what social media is more about is, is letting people know kind of your personality so that they, they mm-hmm. then know if they want to work with you um, or refer you yeah. to their friends. And, um, and that's sometimes where people kind of mess up on social media because they put a little, shall we say, too much personality out there. But, um, right. you know, I, I think it's it's very cool because then we do know, hey, this is great. Um, you know, your page is, is perfect. You're, and, and I'm talking about your personal Facebook page because you've got pictures mm-hmm. of Corey and the kids. And, you know, it's, it just makes you into the person that, you know, we look at and we go, oh, I like Nikki. I want to work with Nikki. Um, but, you know, if, say, it's a, a, a business owner who has small children they're thinking, okay, you can empathize with them. You're going to understand all of those um, and things that they're going through. And, and that's, I think, where people sometimes hesitate is they think, I don't want to put too much personal out there. But it is a good way to really let people know a little bit more about you. And I, and I emphasize a little bit. This is not the TMI place, folks. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, I think that's absolutely true because, I mean, you know, my HVC contractor is very passionate about cars mm-hmm. and that's, you know, all over his personal page and right. all that. Mm-hmm. But it makes people, you know, when he's going to do his estimates, people like him. They're like, oh, we mm-hmm. can talk cars with him. He, right. You right. know, he's a cool guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I you know, completely and, agree. And you add a little sports. Now, obviously, it has to be true. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't post yeah. about something just because you're thinking, oh, my target market is, is interested in that. But um, because then they're going to ask you and you're going to fall down, you know, big. But it is okay to put a little bit of your personality out there. And, you know, business pages, you can do that too. Whether you're putting quotes or, you know, photos of something that you enjoy, um, you know, all these various things. It's a great way to, to get conversation going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Plus, well, it kind of lessens yeah. the stress level of thinking, oh, what am I going to post? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, and if you read a great article, you know, post a link to it or a blog mm-hmm. that pertains to your business. Um, you know, we do that a lot for for our clients too. If, you know, we there was an article about the top remodeling trends for 2014. Ah, That's a great mm-hmm. fit. You know, mm-hmm. those kind of things um, are really I I like to add those to my business pages as mm-hmm. well. So, right. uh, yeah. Well, and I always kind of figure if I find it interesting. Other people might too. 
Um, you know, and, and so that's why I will repost. Now, I'm always very careful. I read the entire article or watch the entire video just to make sure that, you know, there's not something that, that goes wrong partway through. Um, but, you know, it, it is something that, that's good. And, and it's, it's okay to, now you don't always want to be talking about, say, your direct competitors, but kind of talking about the industry or, or something like that. Um, you know, I post lots of other links to articles and, and things from other social media people. Are they make my competitors? Well, in a way, but they also have great information. And, and so I don't hesitate to share that information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Now, obviously, it depends on your industry. Um, you know, a restaurant, for example, is not really going to post, say, someone else's recipe or their specials of the day. Um, you know, and, and, but, you know, sometimes it, there are times when you, it's okay to congratulate them for being the business of the month or, you know, things like that, because it does show that you've got a personality. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that you can be a friendly competitor as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So now to, to, one of the the things that we didn't really talk about, and we've got five minutes to talk about it, is public relations. You know, how yeah. can businesses use PR as a way to um, help promote their business and, and their service? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of our specialties is public relations, and part of that comes from my background in broadcast mm-hmm. journalism. Um, what we'll do for you is if you have, you know, a special event coming up or a charity or, you know, something exciting happening in your business, we'll put together a campaign for you. Mm-hmm. And essentially what that campaign involves is creating a press release, mm-hmm. um, distributing it to the media, and then following up for placement. And mm-hmm. um, what we consider placements are are free, you know, free news spots. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we, mm-hmm. don't, we don't tie it into, this part is not tied into advertising at mm-hmm. all. Um, and once you, you know, once we achieve the placement, then we'll help you with some media training and attend the interview with you and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So right. basically it's just a great way for you to promote what's happening in your business, um, mm-hmm. get a little bit of publicity for you and, and what you're doing. And then after the fact, you have that great, you know, TV spot, article, whatever, to continue to promote on your website um, mm-hmm. and on all your social media channels and that's one of the great things about PR now (laughs) it used Mm -hmm. to be you know hopefully somebody will see your article or see the TV spot um, but now you have it and you can utilize it for a long time after Mm -hmm. Um, and you know my my chiropractor was on Nine News just last week actually Mm -hmm. um, here in Denver Mm -hmm. and we're sending out an email about it this week with a link to the video Um, And then, you know, he'll be able to put that on his website and all of his current clients will see it. And hopefully it'll be sort of a, you know, added Mm -hmm. credibility for anyone who's thinking about going to him as a patient. Right. So um, typically we recommend one campaign per quarter. Um, So, you know, if you do more than that, it's not as effective. So Mm -hmm. that's usually what I like to to shoot for for people. Mm -hmm. Right. but if you have a special event, you know, the local news loves that stuff mm-hmm. and they want to hear about it too. So um, we'll just help you get your get your story out there. Cool. Well, and, yeah. and sometimes your story isn't directly related to your business. Um, I saw an article today and, and it was funny because I saw it on LinkedIn. And but it was talking about how much uh, how how much money uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the founder of Facebook, donates to charities every year. Um, and it's mm-hmm. it's a very large amount. I mean, you know, it's we everybody listening. If we all pooled our money together, we're not even going to come close. But um, right. you know, that's that's just another great way to kind of get some information out there. Uh, you know, so maybe you were a business owner who was honored by the Chamber of Commerce, or you know, you have an employee that was the employee of the month or something like that. That's okay to to be able to promote that. It doesn't always have to be here is what I sell and please buy it from me. Right. Yeah, and oftentimes something that's a little bit more of a spin on, you know, your business is going to be more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it depends on what you do. You know, we've right. I've gotten mm-hmm. a couple places placements for for just a, a business based on you know their industry is up and coming or mm-hmm. they're doing something unique. But by and large, yes, it's going to be something more related to charity or events or mm-hmm. you know, in this case. 
uh, my chiropractor was talking about concussion rehabilitation and the reason that was such a hot topic last week was because mm-hmm. of the Broncos and the Super right, Bowl. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of times it'll there will have to be a certain spin for it to be successful. But, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can help you find sort of that angle that's going to be successful for you if right. you're interested. Cool. Well, yeah. Amazingly, we are at the top of the hour, and this has been so much fun. But, Nikki, before we go, tell people again how they find you and how they connect with you. Uh, My website is www.focusmarketingandpr.com. That's all spelled Mm -hmm. out. You can also find us on Facebook, Focus Marketing and PR, and we're on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Great, cool, and you've got a blog there, so there's lots of good tips. Um, you know all these yep. various things. Um, you know, make sure that that everybody connects with you. If you're not connected with me, it's pretty easy. You just go to my website, which is debcreer.com, D E E B K R I E R, and connect with me there. Um, everybody, stay warm, stay safe. I think we've got more winter storms coming through, uh, so everybody, no matter where you are, stay warm and safe. And I look forward. to to chatting with you next week. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.